Hello and welcome again to an all-new episode of Beckett Radio. Thanks for tuning in this week. I'm your host, Derek Ficken. We got a lot to talk about this week. We have a great interview from Adam Martin of Dave and Adam Sports Cards, dacardworld.com. Check them out. They got some great deals. They're doing 30-minute deals now, which is awesome, so check that out. He has a lot to talk about. Uh, as far as the interview goes, we, we did uh, some questions ranging from pretty much everything. Uh, from really card manufacturers starting to do exclusive releases to retail stores and what he thinks about that. Really, how did Dave and Adam start? We wanted to get the, the uh, where, where he came from, where did Dave come from, and, and, and all that good stuff. What he collected as a kid, who, who was his go-to player or sport. Uh, Black Friday is a huge deal, so we talked about kind of the details that Dave and Adams has to offer for that. So that's definitely something that you got to check out. And a couple other great questions uh, to not miss. So definitely check out that interview uh, here a little later in the show. We're also going to bring on Chris Olds. He's going to talk about the Inside New Releases product of the week, which is Tops Tier 1 Baseball. Yes, that's right. It's back for another year. And it looks very awesome, like last year. So definitely stay tuned for that interview with Chris. We're also going to have Chris come on and talk about this Chris Bryant thing. If you haven't heard about Chris Bryant, he is, you know, the minor league player of the year and and does all that good stuff for the Chicago Cubs organization. Supposed to be this real hot shot guy in the big leagues next year. I'm looking forward to it. I like to see prospects pan out. It's always uh, not fun to see guys who are highly touted and, and kind of fizzle out in the big leagues. But Chris Bryant did a really awesome thing, and it all happened on Twitter last week. Uh, it was all through social media. There's this uh, gentleman, his name is Michael Kennedy. He's a, he's a collector from Vegas, and he really just sent out a tweet to, uh, to Chris Bryant asking if this game-used bat that he was looking to purchase was actually game-used. And the events that followed, uh, you will not believe. So we're going to talk about Chris. Uh, we're going to talk to Chris about that because Chris Olds wrote a story on uh, Becca.com slash news. That was pretty interesting. Talk to Michael about what went down and, and how awesome it is to get what he got from Chris Bryant. So you'll definitely not want to miss that. And uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we, we'll do a little recap of the Toronto Fall Expo. We might bring on Bill Dumas, maybe Andy Broom. It'll be a little surprise. But we have a pretty sweet giveaway, and that is a signed BSCM issue by none other than the cover photo, Trish Stratus. So definitely check that out. So definitely stay tuned for that. Let's talk about our first segment... Let's talk about our first segment of the day, and that's upcoming products and pricing. So products this week, we have a few, just a few. Totally Certified Basketball got pushed back, uh, so that'll be coming out live on Wednesday the 19th, as well as Upper Deck Letterman Basketball, SP Authentic Football, Topps Dynasty Baseball, and Panini Classics Baseball. Those all will go live Wednesday, the 19th of November. So definitely check that out whenever they go live for your checklist needs on your OPGs or upcoming BSEM or baseball, football, and basketball and hockey issues of Beck Media. So check that out. Uh, they might get pushed back. You never know. So just stay tuned for that on our radio show, or you can check out our calendar on Becca.com. We try to keep that updated as best as possible and so you can get all the latest releases on that so as far as pricing goes we got a few products here leaf metal draft baseball is completely done priced uh prestige basketball that is almost done 
I am currently working on the premium side of Prestige. So Prestige Premium has not been priced. It will be priced. I guess I'll, I'll be done with it today. So tomorrow will be the, I guess, pricing for Premium. But for Prestige and Prestige Plus, those are currently done. And you can view them online. Upper Deck Conference Greats Football is done. Tops Valor Football is priced. And the Cup Hockey is finally priced. So check out all those prices, all those updated great things on your OPGs, Becca.com, and your upcoming issues of the magazines. All right, so let's talk about inside new releases. The product that we're going to cover this week is Tops Tier 1 Baseball. And it's in the fifth year, and none other than Mr. Chris Olds is here to talk about it. What up, Chris? Uh, Tier 1. Tier 1 is up. It'll so be up in May it, or something yeah, next year. But. It, it's not up right now, but it's up on Beckett.com slash news. It's up on our tarmac right now. Yeah. So it is scheduled to be released around May. It might change because that's a long ways away. Yeah. Uh, but what we do know is, is the awesome stuff that is going to be put into this product. The preliminary checklist has not been released, but there were a bunch of players that you put in your story right. that makes me want to go buy it. Willie Mays was the first one. Uh-oh. I'm a big Willie uh, fan. Say hey, kid. You have Frank Thomas, Griffey, Hank Aaron. I mean, Miggy, Clemens, Bench, Darvish. The list goes on and on. That's big, but it's a high-end product, so you obviously expect that uh, from, from you know these higher-end products. All uh, right. You know, uh, <laughs> but... It does come with two autographs, so that's cool. Yeah, two autographs and one mem per pack, and that's basically it. That's yeah, that's it. And but then every third or fourth pack has a second relic. Exactly. So that's kind of a nice little it's a hits only production. Bonus. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, if if you're going high end, it's obviously hits. It's you know that's a brand that that uh, it does well with the group breaking crowd because yeah. it's nothing but hits. And, yeah. And the the autographs can be pretty crazy. The the relics can be not so crazy, but there's also stuff that's is solid on mm-hmm. both fronts. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, how often does it is it found based on the checklist. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that's a brand. It's been pretty popular. It's had uh, bat barrel, bat knob cards that have been very popular the last few years. There's more than 125, I believe, like 25 one-on-one bat knob autos, 100 bat knob cards. Nice. The Obviously, the breakdown of how that works on the checklist hasn't been released, but that right there is a, a big draw because... I don't know about how many you know other collectors out there, but I'm a veteran collector and I own a whopping one bat knob card. Which one? Nick Swisher, of course. Of course. Why did I even ask that? Exactly. Question? And he only has two, and I have one of the two. The well, other one's out there somewhere. You got to find it. It's got. I've got a saved eBay search. <laughs> Tops unique something whatever year it was. You are currently in in the sites. You're you're trying to find Not really. it. Really, I, no. I gave up on that one a long time ago. <laughs> I, there were there was one that came and went on the auction block, and then I got mine later. And I don't know if I got the one that had been previously sold or not. Oh, okay, because they looked like almost identical. Yeah. So I was good enough to have one, but I mean, this brand has a ton of them, and and that's been the. At least one of the big calling cards the last few years. Another cool set, or another cool inclusion in next year's set is um, the Bat Barrel cards, where okay. it's more of a like the the center brand or mm-hmm. some other out exterior markings, where it's a more of a deluxe card. Yeah. But overall, that brand has a lot of high end stuff that it's all a possibility. It's just not going to be in every every box. Yeah, and and also you talked about the clear one autographs. Now that's a multi-layer acetate creation. Well, that there's a little bit of my analysis there. Okay. They said they are a multi-layer card. Clearly, mm. it has to be clear to be multi-layer. Otherwise, you couldn't see the layers. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But in the past, they've done acetate reprint cards where okay. it's like a you know a, a clear card that's autographed. They yeah. didn't. 
I don't think that particular card had a lot of details on it, but it, mm. you know, it that's been a trend of the last few years, acetate cards. So I'm sure they're going to try and one up themselves. Yeah, and and also you ha- you know you get the duels and then the triples, yep. and then cut autos of vintage players, which yep. everyone loves. That those are, I mean, that that brand is pretty stable in terms of its inclusions. It's mm-hmm. pretty much very similar to previous years. It's yeah. just a matter of design tweaks and and player inclusions. Yeah. So. You know, it's it's a staple in terms. You know, if it's lasted five years, it's it's been relatively successful. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's just one of those go-to brands for hit chasers. Yeah. So should this? I mean, with the pictures on Becca.com/slash/news, they they look sweet. Obviously, yeah. they they bring out the the biggest patches and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. Uh, do you think Tops is gonna try and go into a more high-end focus uh, with only having? the exclusive baseball license um actually probably i mean no because i think having that license requires them or makes them more likely to produce products across the board okay um you know chatter back in the day was that certain companies did too much high-end so that's when they lost their license because they didn't do it mlb yeah yeah i I think it's responsible to have a spectrum of of products and tops does anyway so what what they're probably going to do is just continue to try and Develop those brands and make them stronger, mm-hmm. you know, for what they are. Yeah. Um, you know, if I remember correctly, the there, there wasn't an announced price on this year's, but like last year's was about a hundred dollars a box. So yes, it's a little more expensive per card, but mm-hmm. it's not an outrageous price. Yeah. So I, you know, I think it's a it, that kind of a brand might be one of the more enticing ones. Yeah. So. No, I, I completely agree, and I think just including you know bat knobs, bat barrels. That just brings it to a whole nother level because yeah. you know you can always have your cut autos or, or your on card autographs, your nice patches, but once you put in that bat knob or that bat barrel, it's you know that's what people are chasing after. Well, a lot of a lot of brands have this those, mm-hmm. but just not as much volume per se. Yeah. So it's one of those like situations where it's kind of what it's at least in my mind that's what it's become known for. Yeah. It's just some of those real specific inclusions. So you know, hopefully collectors will find them and hopefully the they'll enjoy them. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, that'll be released around May. It might be pushed up, might be pushed back. I think the date date was in our story. They're pretty consistent unless just something goes wrong. Yeah. So look around May. We'll say around May, uh, before the All-Star game next year. Uh, Let's go to news around the hobby and start off, since you're here, talk about Chris Bryant. Well, you know, I need to tweet him about some bats that I need. (laughs) I I was looking on eBay and... uh, I was really wanting one, but just didn't want to buy one if it wasn't real. Yeah. Well, you are in the same boat as another person, uh, but his name is Michael Kennedy uh, from Las Vegas. And he went to Twitter and really, you know, does something that I think you and me and everyone does on Twitter. Hit up. Harass celebrities? Yeah, not harass, but try and hit up celebrities (laughs) to talk to them. Charlie Sheen, why didn't you take your mail? I. Huh? Yeah, man. Seriously, like I'm pissed about that. Like, come on, man. Uh, I guess I just wrote it down wrong, but that's another story for another time. Let's talk about Chris Bryant though, because this is really cool. Um, I found out about it from Ivan from the Breaks. He, he showed it to yeah. me, and then uh, we talked about it last week. But Chris Bryant pretty much told the guy. Uh, well, Michael Kennedy sent a tweet out and was like hey i want to buy this bat yeah is it real is it real let me know yeah Yeah. and it was like 850 dollars, something like that that's a lot uh and then chris bryant pretty much came back and said don't worry about it i'll give you one that's a little better yeah like i'm that's (laughs) for free dm your address that's it yeah i mean 
personally, I would have been like, this this ain't real. You know, there's no way. But he's verified. He is verified. He's got the blue check mark. He's Even got- I don't have the blue check mark. Man, I want the blue check with my whole 222 followers. I know. Followers. Well, that's the thing. It's like I've seen accounts with blue check marks that you're like, what? Yeah, there's no way. Well, previously. Like the, the third extra in a scene of The Sopranos. You yeah, know, you know how they had those cover photos? And the picture was up at the top. Yeah, you can get the cover photos with the blue check mark to Ooh. make it look verified. Then they, but then they kicked the, off. Yeah, but then they updated the profile to make it not do that. So <laughs> little Twitter knowledge for you. Too much Twitter. Yeah, but Michael Kennedy got a free game used bat, and it was autographed, and it says game used twenty fourteen. Yeah, he signed it and inscribed it. Yeah, or so. twenty. Yeah, 20, and actually, he told me in a private message that it's not even cracked. It's a it's a full on gamer that is not cracked. So that's, that's cool. You know that helped. I wouldn't say it helps its value, but it certainly is one of those things where if it's broken and kind of mangled, it mm. may not be as impressive. Yeah. So, and actually, you'll, I haven't posted them on our story. I'm going to wait for the magazine, but he sent me photos of him with the bat. So, really? world exclusive. Hey, there I you actually go. have a photo of the guy. Oh, nice. He didn't, he didn't tweet him or give photos of himself to anybody else. So, yeah. I got him posing with the bat for me. That's so. pretty sweet. Yeah, you know, it's it's one thing to have a, a card signed by a player yeah. or a hat or a baseball, but to have, you know, a jersey, like a game-used jersey or a game-used yeah. bat, that's a whole other thing. I, I have a game-used bat from some no-namer, Toronto guy. Sweet. Uh, Dave Berg, I think his name was. Oh, man. Um, but it, Talking it, on Dave Berg? Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Dave Berg. Uh, but I got it, and I still have it, and I still mess around with it because it, you know, it's a freaking. It's a war bat. club. Yeah, it's just like whenever I get scared, I grab it, Man, run out there. You gotta for have the, one of those for the you, intruders. You gotta have the Easton ready for home defense. <laughs> you keep that one in the closet. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so I, I just thought it was really cool that a uh, prospect of his caliber yep. just decided out of the blue, hey, man, don't worry about $850. I'll hook you up. Yeah, I mean, Chris Bryant was the, I think, second or third pick in the overall in the draft last year. Yeah. I, if I was on Becca.com so. News right now, yeah. I could tell you exactly, but I don't have my story <laughs> in front of me. Right. Um, he was a Golden Spikes winner in college. He yep. basically he was first or second, to, you know, one of the top two players in the minor leagues this season with 43 home runs, I yeah. believe. Yeah. That number is ridiculous he will be a cub next year unless oh, yeah. something goes wrong so mm-hmm. and the cubs have been so bad he's probably going to, need to play no matter how much he struggles oh exactly and you have a coach that wants to shake things up like yeah, yeah crazy yeah. but um so i mean you know that that's what makes this story even more interesting and more notable is it's a very notable player doing mm-hmm. that yeah um you know it happens a lot actually though um twitter's a good forum for fans to interact i mean i've i've talked to you know Dante Bichette's wife, aka Dante Bichette Jr.'s mom. Yeah, I tweeted. You know, I tweeted something about you know her kid having cards, and she totally followed me. And really, I did a story on it. Yeah, know, she she totally wants to collect all his cards. This was a couple years ago. That's cool. Um, you know, they're out there, and and you know, agents are out there, players are out there, groups and organizations. Beckett Media is out there. Beckett Radio is out there. There you go. You know, and and it's a way for. Um, that world to get a little smaller. Yeah. I mean, for example, I've mentioned it in box busters a few times, but Courtney Hawkins is a White Sox prospect. One night he was he said, "Hey fans, send me pictures of me. I need to compile stuff for Facebook what? or something, right?" <laughs> what? So he gave away like five or ten game used bats autographed wow. to yeah. people. Well, I was one of those peoples because nice. I live on the Twitters. Yeah, you you yeah. are the Twitters. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's you know that's just really cool, and it it's also funny, you know. 
to see, you know, especially on Beckett Media's. Uh, here's the other uh, thing. Uh-huh. The guy who got the bat was one of my Twitter followers, and I didn't, didn't even oh, know really? it. So I was able to get a hold of him for the story yeah. easily. Oh, that's I, really you know, cool. I didn't realize that. So. But, you know, there, it's a double-edged sword to, to have these fans be so close to you. Uh, per se, yeah, because but you, you are can, they though? Uh, well, they they are, they're a tweet but away. yeah, they're a tweet away in in wherever they are, and you know you can see so much negative stuff oh, yeah. come a- across, and that's what the block button's for. Yeah, or the mute button. Yeah, I block them. Twitter, yeah, you just don't care. You're gone. Yeah, you're gone. But I just think it's a really cool thing that Chris Bryant did, and hopefully more uh, prospects might be doing that in the future. Joey Gallo, yeah, it's, you know, it's, local it's guy. really, honestly, it's pretty common. Like at games, you know, when players, there's a kid in the front row, they'll yeah. give them a bat if they break it. It happens a lot. You just don't see it because we're not watching every game. Exactly. And we're not little kids. I, well, we are, but well. <laughs> just, we're too tall. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but the way this worked though is, is literally the guy had, you know, he tweeted it and the story snowballed. Yeah. It's a perfect example of a story going viral, you know? Um, I mean, but you know, the, Another thing to it is that do you think athletes don't want to do it as much because they'll sell it? Oh, know? sure. I mean, that, there's always, you know. Because that, like that. that's that's why I was like, wow, he was just, hey, DM me your address. I'll give you one. Yeah, well, and he's young. Give give Chris Bryant 10 years, and he's probably not going to sign autographs because he's sick of dealing with people who just uh, want to buy yeah. it, to, you know, get it to sell it. Yeah. And, I, you, know, you know, all the uh, recent celebrity, um, not autographs, but celebrity interviews of late, hmm. uh, Tris Stratus, Chris yep. – uh, Number three from Slipknot. There you go. Both of them, I asked them, you know, what's your policy on autographs? Like, mm-hmm. like, what's your, is it a hassle? Is it something you do? And, and, you know, they're both probably not the prime example, but, but, you know, they said, you know, if you find me, spot me, I'll sign. I'm not going to sign 30 items, but I'll sign one or two. And that's mm-hmm. all, it's all good. Yeah. But then, you know, they're probably not like Derek Jeter, where anywhere he goes, everywhere he goes, hey, you, mute, give me, hey, yeah. you, give me. Yeah, yeah. You with, know, the, so, with the handout. You yeah, know, and, yeah, and you know, there's that's both. There's lots of ways to debate that, but the reality is, is you know, some people like if their industry or their sport is not as under the spotlight, they'll be more open to it. Mm-hmm. Others that are more, you know, identifiable, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, they're gonna say get away. Yeah, <laughs> not in a bad, you know, just for <laughs> yeah, but for busyness reasons, exactly. for safety reasons. Yeah, um, you know, so they're they're less accessible basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Chris Bryant is young. He's he literally a couple years out of college. And he's on the verge, so mm. you know the time was right. I mean, it happened. It's probably not going to happen again because there's probably been five hundred thousand people <laughs> asking, "Is this glove real? Is this bat? Yeah. You know, this is autograph real." I want to buy this baseball card, but I don't know if it's real in the right. graded and encapsulated thing. Can exactly. you give me a? Can you give can you me a give game me one? jersey? Can you find me one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, you know, that, that's the thing. It was it was that was the needle in the haystack, the mm-hmm. lightning strike, where you know it's a, it's a fun story. Yeah, definitely. Well, it, it's awesome to see things like this happen, especially on something like Twitter, to just happen out of the blue yep. and, and get traction like it did and, and get it covered by none other than the baseball man here, Chris Olds. Yeah, but, that uh, was a long day that day, but it was fun. Yeah, it definitely was fun. So other than that, I, I think I'm done with you. So Good. appreciate you coming on, <sighs> talking about Top Tier 1 Baseball and Chris Bryant equals awesome. That's what I wrote down here on my notes. There's, yeah, there's nothing better than that's very mathematical. Yeah, all you need is some home awesome. runs in there, and yeah, it's even more justified. Well, yeah, but it's all good. All right, Chris, we'll see you later. Yep, yep.
All right, before we bring on Bill Dumas to talk about the Toronto Fall Expo and what all went down there this past weekend, let's talk quickly about Beckett Auctions. Beckett Auctions has a really great auction going on right now, and the it's, it's in the last week, so the final week for this month's auction. It ends this Sunday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time or Central Time, whatever it is nowadays, uh, and there's a 15-minute bidding window. So if something gets bid uh, right at the end, then it is extended for another 15 minutes. So uh, don't forget about that. But there's some great items up there. The Babe Ruth, Harry Frazee, dual cut auto 101 cards up there. It started at a minimum bid of $1. I think it's up to like $10,000, $11,000 right now. So that's a pretty sweet price. There is a reserve on that. We also have the Star XRC Michael Jordan card, the only BGS 9.5 ever graded in existence. So that's up there for a starting price of $50,000. That's a cool card to definitely put into your collection if you are interested in Michael Jordan or basketball. There's just really great items. There's a Derek Jeter Triple Threads Dual Jersey Bat Knob 1 of 1 card, I think it is, uh, which is freaking amazing. I I couldn't believe... Uh, when I saw it come across my desk, I couldn't believe it. And there's just, you know, jerseys, game used jerseys, um, autographed jerseys, autographs, graded cards, vintage graded cards. There's so many things going on. So check it out, auctions.beckett.com. You can search on eBay too. They have an eBay store. Beckett Media is the eBay store ID. And there's some cool items on there. There's a couple case breaks that are coming up. Totally certified basketball will be break will be broken on the 19th of November at 2.45. There's an eBay fixed price, which is going right now. So check that out on the eBay store, Beckett Media, all one word. Also, Bowman Sterling football will be broken on the 19th as well at 2 p.m. So we're going to go back to back with two products. So that'll be awesome. And there's the eBay auction for those teams on there. And then Topps Chrome football is going to be broken on the 26th or around the 26th. So stay tuned for that. If you want to check out all those things for the case break, just go to Beckett Auctions website and we have a case break tab. Uh, for the info with that and to see what teams are available. So check that out. Auctions going awesome, going great. A lot of great items still up for bid, though. So if you have some Christmas plans or Christmas gifts that you want to get that are sports-related, Beckett Auctions is the way to go. Some great prices that you can get for real cheap, uh, really reasonable. So check it out, auctions.beckett.com. We have a giveaway this month, so check out our Instagram, Beckett Auctions, all one word. Also, Twitter and Facebook, uh, Beckett Auctions, so check that out. Okay, so we talked about Beckett Auctions. We talked about Chris Bryant with Chris Olds. And now we're going to talk the Toronto Fall Expo with Bill Dumas. This is Bill Dumas' first interview here on Beckett Radio. Be gentle with me here. Uh, So I'll I'll be very nice and be very kind. So, Bill, how's it going? Going well. How you doing? You know, I am very tired. Uh, this is the last interview for the show, so I'm extremely excited. But I'm excited to talk about the Toronto Fall Expo um, and how it went. So let, let's kind of start it off. Overall, for Beckett Media, how did it go? It was actually a fantastic show, cool. uh, both for us, I think, as well as for the fans that came out. It was a lot more attendance than we get normally in the May show, the spring show. Mm-hmm. And uh, that worked out real well for everybody. That's perfect. And obviously, we had a special guest at our booth. A, a little special yeah, guest, yeah. We we had uh, Trish Stratus, That's uh, awesome. WWE Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. uh, at our booth, and she was there Friday night for a couple hours. And actually, she stayed a little longer to make sure all the uh, all the attendees got autographs that had 
signed up for it. So nice. Now, what was she like? I mean, she was someone that I looked up to as a kid. I that was my first big crush, really. Uh, if, if you could envision somebody who's you know got the persona, got the uh, the history, and got everybody you know knows what they can do and everything, mm-hmm. and and then you look at somebody that's as down to earth as you could possibly ever want somebody to be. Yeah. Uh, exceptionally friendly, um, on time. Which yep, for, for a lot awesome. of celebrities, that's a, that's a major yeah, thing. That's tough. Um, and again, she stayed late to make sure that every single person got an autograph. She knew half the people, or not half, but she knew quite a few of the people that were in the line by name oh, wow. from previous events. I mean, she remembered them from other mm-hmm. events, which that's that's, that's kind of cool. special. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, signing you know autographs on the Beckett magazine. Mm-hmm. She would sign other things within reason if they had them with them and uh, also offered anybody that wanted it a photo opportunity for yeah, free. And and that's something that was really cool to see on Beckett Media's Twitter, at Beckett Media, was was the amount of pictures that she had with kids, uh, yep. people, you know, no matter what age you were, you know, who you were, she would seem like she would love to take a picture with and, you. And most of the time she's the one that initiated it, saying, hey, do you want a, do you want oh, a photo? Wow. Do you want a pic? And, yeah. and that was great. That that's was really great cool. Unfortunately, I was in a lot of the pics, so that's not <laughs> quite as good. There was one where I saw your belly. Uh, it, most it, it of was, you would see my belly. Yeah, it was the, mid, <laughs> the mid-range the mid down. I was like, oh, that's Bill Dumas right yep, there. Yep. You can tell. It's, it's definitely a well-pronounced belly. So, <laughs> Well, it, it's nothing like Chris Old. So that is true. You that have that true. going for you. That is true. That would be more like a globe. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so uh, other than Tristratus uh, kind of being the big news for Beckett, uh, it seems like there was a lot of grading opportunities. Was grading kind of busy slaving away the whole weekend? They were. Uh, the guys in the back, of course, didn't get out much. Of course. Um, but, you know, they were busy doing young guns. We mm-hmm. actually had a lot of baseball submissions, which oh, uh, was kind of nice. That's cool. Um, so they were real busy. A lot of raw card review, a lot of graded card review. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of orders people wanted to have sent back and get encapsulated via via Grossner. Good. So that awesome. was real great. Yeah. Um, now, did you? Ha- I know it was extremely busy, but did you happen to go through the show, check out some some booths? Actually, I did. Um, oh. Since that's what I'm basically supposed to be doing. That's, there. Yeah. True. Um, but I went around and talked to everybody at the beginning of the show about mm-hmm. Beckett auctions. So there was nice. a lot of interest in that. Um, we followed that up, of course, with you know talking to him about advertising, all that normal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, made sure I got by the meat vendor because oh, that's that's one of the highlights of the show for <laughs> yeah. me. You know, got to get those beef sticks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we, you know, it was a fantastic show. Uh, mm-hmm. Some booths had some really nice setups, like Upper Deck, for example, had a slap uh, slap shot machine. Nice. Uh, where people were just sitting there taking shots. It told you miles per hour you're hitting the puck at oh, and everything cool. else. And yeah. it was a little loud at times, but it was I a bet. pretty awesome, yeah. pretty awesome thing. That's cool. So. Other than that, overall impression, over like success, did they overdo it? Did they underperform? I know. Let's it, say on a scale of one to ten, yeah. I would give it about a eight point five to a nine. And that's pretty. That's that's I'll it's take solid. That. I didn't yeah. see any major hiccups. Yeah. Uh, AJ Sports Worlds was doing their autograph pavilion like always. There was mm-hmm. a huge line for some guys like Ganey and stuff. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, only line that I think compared to that was our Tristratus line. Just, yeah, just saying, hey, just there saying. we go. Uh, um, did you see Al Sinclair walking around? I, I actually had about 10 or 12 conversations with Al during oh, the very course nice. of the show. He, he comes by, of course, and um, he came by, of course, when Trish was there and mm-hmm. such. But, uh, you know, Al's fantastic. Al's yeah. very gracious and yeah. makes sure that everybody has what they need. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what he does both for the guests as well as the attendees and mm-hmm. the people who are set up as well. Well, that's perfect. Yeah, hopefully I can get my passport 
situation figured out you next need to. time. You need to. I'll make sure that we have a very yeah. you know special guest for you for that. Yeah, you know, like King Kong Bundy or something. <laughs> hey, that would be sweet. <laughs> Bruno, whatever his name. I don't. Is. I don't think he's available oh, anymore. Dang. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dumas, we appreciate you coming on, and I hope this first interview, uh, all the jitters and bugs are out of the way, because I'm going to have you on each week. I'm just no, 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 no stress at all. <laughs> yeah. No stress. No. But I appreciate you coming on, and you have a good one. You too. All right, so now we are going to our feature interview for Beckett Radio this week, and we have none other than the man, Adam Martin, who is co-owner of Dave & Adams. How's it going, Adam? Doing great, Derek. How are you? You know, I, I'm great, and I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, right before we called uh, or, or started this interview, it sounded like you were extremely busy, so I really do appreciate the time. So uh, let's just dive right into it, and let's talk about how you started Dave & Adams. What what I guess, what was the idea? Uh, where did it come from? Uh, well, uh, let's see. Where did it come from? Uh, back in 1988, okay. when the old Sports Collector's Digest was the weekly publication where all the transactions took place. If you wanted to buy something or sell something, you had to put an ad in this publication. It was uh, long before the Internet uh, took over this, this industry. And uh, I wanted to buy Pierre Turgeon rookies. Okay, <laughs> and I uh, went to my buddy Dave, uh, who, uh, who who we did shows uh, near each other often. We're about the same age, and my table would be near his table. And I said, "Hey, Dave, you want to you want to split the cost of running this forty dollars classified ad and try to buy some Pierre Turgeon rookies?" <laughs> Dave said, "Sure," and I said, "Well, I'll put the I'll put my uh, my my parents' phone number in the ad, and people will call and and we'll split them up." And Dave said, well, "I want I want people to call me." And so, because he wanted people to call him, instead of it being Adam and Dave's hockey world, I appeased him by making it Dave and Adam's hockey world. <laughs> and then as we branched into other sports, it became Dave and Adam's card world. So, we started running ads from 88 through 90. We were running ads as Dave and Adam's card world, and then we opened a small store in 91, and it kind of grew from there. So, I, I mean, I'm, I was going to say, Adam and Dave, you know, that sounds good. Uh, you know, it has a ring to it. But, you know, everyone knows Dave and Adams. That's a staple now. Uh, but, well, uh, you know, if you want to branch out and do Adam and Dave, I, I don't see anyone stopping you. Uh, Derek, at last count, I think I've been called Dave about 100,000 times. So, believe me, if I could go back in time and change that, I would. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately, it sounds like you're stuck, Adam. Uh, but so you were talking about Pierre Turgeon, uh, and that kind of goes into my next question. When did you start getting into collecting? And I guess what was your go-to sport or player to collect back then? Uh, when I was a little boy, my father would come home with uh, seventy-four, five top hockey card packs for my brother and I, and he would uh, throw them up in the air, and we would scramble for them, and <laughs> and. Uh, I couldn't wait for my dad to go home from work because he would have stopped by the, the store and picked up some top hockey packs. And so I pretty much collected um, beat-up mid-'70s hockey cards because my brother and I knocked a marble around with them and played games. Yeah. Uh, right up until about 78. So I, as I started uh, discovering uh, girls and other things, uh, I quit collecting hockey cards. And, of course, that was right before Gretzky's rookie year. So I, I picked a bad time to stop. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I was in college back in 86, um, I didn't have a car. I didn't have, I didn't have any money. I didn't have a car. So I would uh, walk or jog uh, up to the University of Buffalo. And I had to run up the street, uh, Hurdle Avenue, that had three card stores on it. And so in, in, in mid-86, I stopped in, and, and I was just, uh, I got hooked again. 
Yeah. And I actually got a part-time job in one of them and started doing card shows on my own and uh, collecting and selling off extra things and helping him at shows. And, and uh, so that's how I got started. Now, I still collect today. I like Tito Sixes. I collect Clemente. I collect Kofax. I collect um, anything old and rare. Uh, I like to acquire from my own collection whenever I have a chance. Now, uh, and this is kind of a side note, whenever uh, the National goes on, are you a big buyer at the National? Do you go around and find those rare, I guess, gems that are there at the National? I buy something at every National. Last National I was at, I bought a bunch of the uh, Parkhurst hockey uh, albums that uh, were, you know, you could mail in and get your album and stick your cards in there like a photo album. I thought that was neat. Yeah. I bought some original early Topps advertising pieces. I thought those were neat. So. I don't think I bought any cards myself at, at the last national, but fortunately, uh, most of the things that I wanted for my collection, I bought before they escalated in, in value. Um, so I don't have a whole lot of gaps to, to fill in. Mm-hmm. I, I certainly need a Honus Wagner for my set, but I think that may uh, be something I'll never have. Yeah. <laughs> well, never give up about that one. That's, that's definitely a dream card to have. Uh, let, let's talk about the internet boom that went down, and, and it kind of went down around the same time you guys started uh, your company. Uh, how did the internet boom exactly help boost your company into what it is today? Well, like I said, we were um, running ads, in, uh, started with little classified ads in the Sports Collectors Digest, yeah. and then as we got bigger, we started running full-page ads, and that started to get us a nice clientele. And so the natural extension of that is when the internet started to come into existence and grow, uh, we embraced it fairly early on, and um, not as early as others. In fact, I guess my favorite thing to say is, at one point, we were the largest volume seller on eBay. We actually got this uh, kind of crummy paper certificate from eBay one month to, to award us that. Wow. That being uh, sometime in 1995. Mm. And a lot of people had slapped up websites before that. There were a lot of card companies selling unopened boxes on their websites uh, you know, in the early days. And when eBay came along they pretty much all abandoned their websites or uh, started just to sell everything on eBay. And so seeing an opportunity there, we put our website up. Yeah. So I think we put our, we really launched our website hard. I'm going to say, I think it was in 1997 or late 96. Okay. And we did aggressive advertising through Beckett and okay. through other sources. And um, so as everybody kind of started to ignore their websites in favor of eBay, we through all our attention and, and all our efforts into our own website and uh, paid off pretty well, I, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. Now, let's let's kind of go to the uh, to present day. 2014-15 Prestige Basketball was recently released a couple weeks ago exclusively uh, for Target. Obviously, that might hurt distributors like Dave and Adams, and and it seems maybe in the future, in the the near future, card manufacturers, not just from Panini, but maybe Topps, Upper Deck, Leaf, they might go towards this exclusive release uh, into retail stores. Do you think this is going to happen, or was it kind of just a test run to test the waters uh, for stores like Target and Walmart? I, I think it is a, I think it is a test run. I, I think from Panini's perspective, you know, from from, from the way we look at it, Panini is as creates these unbelievable high end products that we all chase after. Um, and some of their low end products haven't been supported as well as they had in the past. Yeah. So I think this was a great opportunity for Panini to work with a major retailer to try to re- revitalize some brands and give them as an give them as an exclusive to to Target, which I can certainly understand why they do it. 
And they did three different versions of that. They did a, a blaster box, which is your, your kind of your 1999 price point. They did a mid-level box. I think it's like in the 60s or 70s. Yeah. And then they did a 199.95 box, which surprisingly they put right on the shelf. And um, I think early indications are they're doing pretty well with it. So do I want to see them do well with it? Well, we're a partner with Panini, so I'd like to see Panini succeed. Of course. Um, but does it does it make me a little bit nervous? Makes, of course, it makes all of us. Uh, I think makes all the internet retailers a little bit nervous. Yeah. Now, uh, do you, I mean, do you think in the future down. it might go into exclusives for yourself with Dave and Adams, or exclusively to Blowout? Do you think that might be, you know, given online distribution uh, kind of growing uh, in numbers? Do you think, I guess, card companies might go to internet exclusives? You know. I think that the companies right now are very focused on classic trade. Okay. So uh, even though myself and Blow on aren't traditional distributors, uh, we do purchase and carry a lot of merchandise. So I think it's certainly possible, mm-hmm. but I would guess that if I went to one of the manufacturers and had them create an exclusive for me, um, the hobby distributors and, and my competitors would uh, jump up and down and scream. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that the manufacturers are at this point are very conscious of that. So I think it's unlikely, but not impossible. Um, I, I would like to say if I went to Panini and I offered them $3 million for an exclusive for a brand that uh, hadn't done that well for them in the past couple of years, that they might consider it. But I, I can't tell you for sure. But I, I certainly can see them doing it with Walmart and Target. I don't know how soon it will be what they do it for with one of us on the hobby side. Like we were talking about with the online distribution, what what are your thoughts personally being a former shop owner uh, on hobby stores trying to make it in this industry now that it seems to be going towards online distribution? Well, I think that we've seen most of the hobby shops that we'll say were substandard. They've mm. kind of gone away. Yeah. And I think the hobby stores that are left, we still have four. We have four stores here, Derek. So, oh, okay. Um, we, we haven't given up on um, on brick-and-mortar sales. We still think it's very, very viable. Definitely. I think there are a lot of card stores out there making money, but they're aggressive in their marketing. They're professional. They know the names of the customers who walk in the store. They buy cards. They buy other merchandise that they can then resell at a nice margin. They carry the products their customers will like. They stay diversified in that they carry sports, entertainment, gaming, uh, collectibles, in some cases apparel. So they're not just 100% focused on sports cards. I think that is a very difficult model for a for a store. Yeah. So they're very diverse. They do a lot of buying and selling of other of other merchandise, and they make sure that they're always buying uh, items that walk into the store that they can make a profit on. Uh, you'd be surprised how many stores I walk into. I have to go into a store if I'm in an area with one. Definitely. Uh, how many stores I walk into that don't buy anything, you know? So which is amazing if a Mickey Mantle rookie card walked into your store, you know, you could buy it for you can buy it for three or four thousand and sell it for six. Uh, I don't know why you would turn down the free money, but there's still plenty of stores that 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 don't do that, and I think they're leaving a lot of money on the table. Um, but to answer your question in a nutshell, I think it's extremely difficult to have a standalone sports card store without having a lot of other product offerings and a lot of very positive consumer interaction. Yeah, no, I agree. And a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, we had a hobby store owner, Nick Redwine from Nick Sports Cards here in the Metroplex. And he kind of shed some light on what it was like, you know, to kind of go through 
uh, times back in the 90s and then early 2000s and to to succeed as a hobby store owner. And, you know, and and I kind of brought up the question with him talking about, you know, online distribution seems to be taken over uh, for people. It's a lot easier to uh, it's just easier to uh, be accessible. You know, you can get it shipped right to your door. You don't have to go anywhere. And he just kept saying how, you know, how uh, how homey. If, if you go to his store, he knows who you are. He talks to you like a friend and things like that. But you're just doing the same thing. You guys are all in it together. It's just a different interface, and, it, and it's through online yeah. distribution. So it was an interesting take. And, you know, with, with you guys being um, hobby shop owners as well, you know, it's interesting to see uh, the opinions that you guys have for that. Uh, so that was very interesting, interesting, and I appreciate you answering that. Let's talk about the Black Friday promotion. Obviously, everyone knows what Black Friday is, and, and card companies, uh, distributors, they're all getting into it, and, and collectors are enjoying it. So I know Dave and Adams does some pretty big stuff for Black Friday. So can you shine some light on what you guys are doing this year? Oh, absolutely. Uh, every year, uh, we sit down over the course of three weeks, and we look at our inventory, and we kind of plot out how many boxes we'll make available, at what kind of price point will collectors just lose their minds because yeah. of how much <laughs> Yeah. And we continue to just plot this out in a spreadsheet until it becomes this this mammoth, inconceivable amount of merchandise. And I can I can tell people that last year's was incredibly successful. We shipped out literally thousands and thousands and thousands of orders yeah. uh, throughout the week after Black Friday and into Cyber Monday. And this year, our list is about 40 or 50% more than last year. Pretty much everyone who works in our warehouse is going to hate me. <laughs> uh, we're doing this to them. Yeah. We're going to be running double shifts. So we're going to be running 16 hours a day. Uh, we've got UPS will be bringing, uh, we would estimate we're going to fill up four or five full full trailers, I mean, giant mammoth trucks with, yeah. uh, with packages to customers. And uh, we're expecting this to be our, our best, black, best Black Friday ever. Mm. Uh, and the sale really will start uh, Thanksgiving evening, and it will continue probably all the way through the following Wednesday. Oh, wow. So if uh, anybody buys unopened boxes of cards, uh, they're going to see some incredible deals. Yeah. So you can go to dacardworld.com to check all that info out. Is there information on, on the website now to kind of get a sneak peek, or do you guys do we have to wait until uh, the day of to check out what all is going to be slashed well, in prices? What we, what we do uh-huh. is uh, we don't actually market when we're starting the sale exactly. It will be Thanksgiving. Okay. You'll have time to eat your turkey. There you go. And then the deals will, the deals will start to appear. We won't actually release the start time until uh, until very close to it begins, which yeah. is all the more reason to follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Exactly. Because when we have something, you know, one of the items that we'll probably do is, let's say, uh, this year's Upper Deck Cup Hockey. Mm-hmm. Best hockey product of the year. We're going to have a great deal on it. And if you want to have a couple-minute heads up before it starts so you can be at your computer ready to buy, you follow us on Twitter, you'll get some advanced tweets saying, this is about to start. Or this is about to start. You know, other than that, yeah, you kind of have to sit there and hope and, and, and hope it pops up while you're looking at your screen. Yeah, <laughs> you know, as a social media guy here at Beckett Media, I, I just like that's it, I love that. I love how you you have 
the collectors at your fingertips just waiting, you know, just salivating to see what tweets you guys are going to put out to see what, you know, what products, what prices are going to be slashed, things like that. So that just that just makes me smile and 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 laugh to hear that because that's what social media is all about to to have people at your fingertips and and to to uh to just have fun with it. And I think that's awesome what you guys do with that. So, yeah. One of the other things Derek I wanted to point out is that um uh, a lot of uh, companies, not just card companies, when they do these Black Friday promotions and they do these lost leaders, they'll only put out a handful of an item. Yeah. Um, and we're not we're not doing that. We'll have hundreds in many cases of each box available, so you don't have to smash refresh over and over necessarily yeah. to get that deal. <laughs> it will be up there for uh, at least for a little while. Yeah. So we're not just teasing people. When I say there's going to be cup hockey, there's going to be a lot of cases of cup hockey available. Nice. There's going to be a lot of National Treasures basketball available. There's going to be retail boxes. There's going to be every sport you collect. There's going to be Magic and Pokemon and entertainment boxes. There's going to be something for everyone and in quantities enough to give you a real legitimate shot to buy it. Yeah, that that's awesome, <laughs> Adam. That is just awesome, and and I can't wait for Black Friday so I can get my goods uh, from you guys at Dave and Adams. Adam, I appreciate you coming on the show and spending a couple minutes of your busy time. I know you guys are going crazy over there, uh, and it's only going to get crazier. So I really do appreciate it. And whenever you want to come on the show and talk about what else uh, Dave and Adams has to offer, any new deals, anything like that, just let me know. We'll have you on and have some fun. All right. Thanks, Derek. Appreciate it. What an awesome interview by Adam Martin of Dave and Adam's Card World. We appreciate him spending some time with us. As you can tell, he is extremely busy with all the things coming up with Dave and Adam's, especially the Black Friday promotion. So special thanks to him for coming on for that. And special thanks to Bill Dumas for coming on, talking about the Toronto Fall Expo, and Chris Olds for double dipping with the new releases, inside new releases, and news around the hobby. We appreciate everyone for listening to Beckett Radio this week. And if you do want a signed BSEM cover of Trish Stratus, this is what you have to do. All you have to do is retweet our show on Twitter. That's all you have to do. Retweet it, and you have to be following us. So definitely do that, and we'll pick a winner for next week and and get it out there as soon as possible. So if you do want a signed issue of the new BSCM magazine, you can get that by Trish Stratus, by the way. Uh, You can get that by simply retweeting us with our show whenever it is posted later today. So stay tuned for that. Thanks to everyone for checking us out at Beckett Radio. Check us out on Twitter at Beckett Radio and everywhere else, Beckett.com slash radio. I got to plug everything. Like I said, I'm your host, Derek Ficken. We'll see you guys later. Have a good one.